All right, test, test, test. Let's try this again. You know, um, this is really... I hope everybody knows what I'm going through. Oh, they're going to get to see it. That's, or No, I haven't started recording yet, so... Might as well start when you start. This is going to be in the dark for you guys, folks. At the beginning, you're just... You're on your own. I don't mean to scare you, but you're, you're going to get video in a second, so... <coughs> just, you know... Try to try to be a little bit patient, huh? Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Ty Rivera. In case anybody is wondering, my co-host Snoopy Bijou is not having a whimsies alligator right now. Earlier today, Chris Doran mentioned the word alligator, so I had to give this bitch a fucking alligator because I felt bad because she starts dancing around when she hears the word. So really, it was Chris Doran's fault. She'd be having one now if I hadn't felt bad. And I was like, and yeah, I'm smoking a cigarette in my fucking apartment, all right? I pay the rent here. Every once in a while, I want to smoke a cigarette. And if you want to know the truth, Bijou doesn't mind a cigarette every once in a while, her damn self. So before anybody comes at me or threatening to call CPS, Bijou is seven and a half years old, which I believe is over 49 years old. Bijou is a grown woman. If she wants to have a cigarette instead of a fucking alligator, then how about you cut her some fucking slack? Anyway, this is Ty Rivera, <laughs> absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. I just want to hit that one more time because I want to see if my, hopefully my hair isn't nappy like it was last time. Anyway, you guys, here's the deal. Um, for those of you who are true botherinas and know what the deal is, uh, unbothered originally started because people would talk shit or I'd get in some kind of situation and people would say things about me and then I would have to either get shit on or try to correct those perceptions person to person and I didn't feel like that was the best way to spend my time so I just created unbothered and was like I'll just talk about whatever's bothering me until it doesn't bother me anymore and then that's why it's called unbothered by Ty Rivera and every once in a while I want to have a friend on to do this with me uh, and this friend is absolutely perfect for that but I should tell you before I have a conversation because I don't mind how our conversation goes I don't expect it to be a recreation of what we already did because we recorded an unbothered and I've been telling you guys that we had an unbothered and it turned out that was the corrupted file I had and the file that was supposed to be shot in the dark last week that I made myself fucking slap happy trying to record the second time and then recorded it the morning. So recorded it three times was what happened with that. Turns out that's the file that I do have. So I went ahead and decided to, and this is also, see, this was a bigger deal anyway that I'm having this person on with this one because, uh, because this is my first video version of Unbothered where I have a guest because I haven't done one that's actually been. I tried to do one with Jordan. Yeah, this is officially the first video. So this is a great person to have on and a great person for us to get unbothered with or for us to witness the unbothering of or whatever ends up happening happens. And let me check my notes. All right, we're doing all right. So... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the person that I'm bringing on right now, I consider him a good friend. He's a newer comic. I think you said you're two years. Yeah, so two years he's been doing stand-up, and his name is Anthony Vicks. Why do I always fuck your name up when I have to do the fucking podcast? It's not even a hard name, you guys. That's the worst part about this. It's Anthony Victorson is his name. Just very unknown. <laughs> Even to me. I had you on Unbothered, and I just, I don't, apparently I don't know you. We're not friends. But, <sighs> all right. So, <clears throat> Anthony Victorson, you want to tell, tell the botherinas a little bit about yourself? 
Yeah, so thank you for having me on, Ty. Um, I am, like Ty said, a new comedian in Las Vegas, Nevada. And me and Ty met probably right when I started comedy and right when he came out to Vegas. And we become friends over that period of time. And that's yeah, and much uh, it. so whatever questions you answer, you answer whatever ones you don't, you don't. Um, do you tell your age? Uh, yeah, but I'm starting to learn from you that maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, uh, I think that as I get older, I feel less relatable. You know what? For me, it's not about feeling older. I'm fine with my age. The thing for me is I hate that people assign any kind of value to that at all. You know, there's people that are going to think you're smarter than them because you're older. You must be wiser. No, I could be dumber than you. How about we just figure that out by getting to know each other instead of slapping, you know, like. I guess I feel self-conscious about getting older, so I don't want um, people to know my age. You should not. Getting older is a good thing. But also, I don't want to sound conceited or something, but people think I'm always younger than I actually am. So when I tell them my age, it's always like, oh, why are you why are you hanging out with the, the younger people? That's how I feel. I can't believe people even care about that. As long as everybody's over 18, I don't know what that's a your generation thing. That's that's a self. That's a, probably a me thing. But uh, yeah, you, know. you shouldn't worry about that. Yeah, it's when I uh, I mean, I'll just say I'm over 30. So when once I turn 30, I'm not well over 30. I just turned 30. But you're over 30. I am over 30, so yeah. it, I felt the... What's it uh, like? <laughs> <laughs> What's it like? Is it exciting? <laughs> you know, to be this new in comedy and to be an elder, you know, it's just, uh, I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't worry about that. Like, from that perspective, I wouldn't worry about it at all, to tell you the truth. Like, I wouldn't, you know, um, worry about that. Like the thing for me with stand up when it comes to age and stuff like that is also I don't mention my age when I'm in my actual sets because I do like the audience because like from far away and from, you know, the way the lights are and stuff like that, a lot of people think I'm younger than I am. Yeah. So I like them projecting that onto me because then sometimes when I'm actually saying something, they think I'm just being silly and take it that way. Or you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. because they assume I'm younger, dumber, I must not know what I'm saying. Or you know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's its own thing. I mean, like it's for me, it's it's there's definite reasons for it. But like age itself is not a anything you should worry about. I guess like you just said how you don't say it on stage one time i did say this is why i'm self-conscious about those things because one time i did say um i go you know i'm two years in the stand-up or one year in the stand-up comedy blah 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 and after i got off stage uh a, a more experienced comic came up to me and they're like don't don't ever tell the audience how many years you've been doing comedy because now they all don't respect you because you've only been doing it for a year they thought you were doing good already you didn't have to say that and now they think that they're just laughing because you're a new comic or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like to do that now. I'll tell people it's my first time on stage and everybody <laughs> yeah. starts laughing. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, it's my first time on stage, you guys. And yeah. then they, you know, we have a good time. I guess it's a kind of a bitch move if you're a comedian to do that not, well not, yeah not for, not for you no, but, but i know what me. you're saying yeah it is kind of a bailout when you're like yeah. you know i've only been doing comedy and it's like oh okay well let's clap because yeah, exactly. you know That's like it I is mean. but you know i'll do that for people if i'm the host you know if somebody's brand new like a new new that's their first time because I've dealt with that when I used to host an open mic. Yeah, and I don't mind when the host, if the host says something about it. You know? Yeah, and I'll be like, you know, this is this person's first time up. You guys, it's not easy. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. I will try to make a good, a good experience because when you first go on stage, it can be traumatic. You know, and so I like that way. I that way. I always think about me when I was a newer comic and what I would want people to do for me because, you know. Like, that's when you can actually, you know, what does bother me is, though, some of the people 
that I've been nice to and recommended for stuff and even got them work and, you know, like on some stuff. Um, they turned on me later on because of SJW stuff. Mm. And it was like, I've helped you person to person and nothing I've done has been any more horrific than a difference of opinion. But they took your opinion online, you're saying, instead of how you acted in person. And then they, they like, the thing is, even if they did, like, you know, like if you know me and you know that I've done stuff for you and I've been cool with you and I've been helpful with you and I've been supportive with you and in some cases I've been protective of you because with some of the other, like, trans comics, when they were first coming around, was I worried about anybody beating them up? No. But was I aware of the fact that they were vulnerable and they could end up in like a high school bully type situation? I was very much so. And so I would make sure that everybody knew this one particular trans person that really was stupid with me at a point. You know what I mean? Like and even perpetuated that I was a um, transphobic person, transphobe, and that... Um, <coughs> One guy liked one of my statuses and she sent him a private message. He sent me a screenshot. She sent him a private message where she said, you liking Ty Rivera's post is tantamount to rape. Mm. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. And it, but like, well, you know, here's the thing. Ty, like I even. <clears throat> yeah, I I defend you, too, Ty, because, uh, you know, people might have their opinions on how you you know post or whatever on social media or, or if you get into an argument with this or that greatness I, is often misunderstood i think you're misunderstood in a lot of situations because anytime i've been you know we've been in person you know you've been nothing but kind to me you've always been kind to me in terms of comedy and yeah well that's the way i felt when there was that whole situation with you you know like that's really the way i felt about it because for anybody that doesn't know um, Anthony had a situation. I think it was around Christmas time. And I think all of us were kind of stir crazy. That's when me and Bobby Wayne got into it. It was just uh, Mercury and retrograde, maybe, or, you know, like something was going on. But um, we were, um, well, Anthony got in an argument with another comedian. What happened was, it, I remember where, how it started now or what had happened. Mm hmm. It was the Randall Thompson and Tom Bomb situation. Yeah, like you said, the things it was in, we were just in retrograde. It wasn't even my post. It was just another post. Yeah, and was, everybody had been cooped up. You know, if you remember, that was like there, <laughs> were, there were like four to five different fights in that post. Yeah, but, and we'd all been locked up for a long time, and nobody has like creative outlets. You know, and people are running low on meds or whatever. Fucking happens. Everybody's just fucked. You know, like everybody. And so um, Anthony got in this argument with a guy um, that I'm friends with as well that I've mentioned on the podcast. Uh, Michael Robertson and what happened was it it started off where everybody's just talking shit because there was almost a fight and um, then Mike Robertson had suggested and this all happened on the comedy board for anybody I'm talking like you guys know but in a way you guys kind of know um, I've mentioned the comedy group and it all happened like on the comedy group um, the, their, their original post was about Randall Thompson and Tom Bomb, who are two local comedians and they had like a weird thing or it almost turned into a fight or whatever. And so then this guy, Michael Robertson suggested that they do this idea that's being done in, I think it's like San Diego area or maybe Orange County or whatever. And it's like, um, comedians boxing and Mike Robertson had already done a match. He had already had his you know, situ his, his situation. He was, you know, coming back for the pay-per-view special or whatever, whatever he was trying to work, um, but he wanted to do that. And so nobody was taking his challenge, and then he accused the whole scene of being soft, which I felt no way. I was slept through. <laughs> I didn't even get to really see that. But then he accused the whole scene of being soft, and... Anthony, your new friend Anthony wasn't having it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he was not on board with this, ladies and gentlemen. 
So pick it up, Anthony. Yeah. So <laughs> pick it up, Anthony. Like you said, the you hit. Uh, yeah. First of all, you told the story great. Uh, you remembered it well. It started with the Michael Robertson having a fight already, and he came back thinking he was a Logan Paul or Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, you know? he was ready. We're all he was us, ready. You could tell. Us, all of a sudden, we're all YouTube boxing celebrities. You know, that was kind of in his He got motivated from his fight, I think. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to throw his own own event. And so, yeah, you said it right. He called everybody soft when, when nobody wanted to do it. Um, and then that's when I chimed in on the post. Uh, and you were his huckleberry. You let yeah. him know you would be his huckleberry. It's, we it's <laughs> weird. It's weird now talking about it because I feel stupid and I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't do it again. You know, I, yeah. do, I do regret it. But I'm just going to talk about it like I was there at the time and what what happened. So, yeah, he he had posted that everybody was soft. And for some reason, I had taken offense to that. Personally, I come from a different background than. I guess, you know, I th I figured everybody growing up, you know, don't do the I come from a different background. Okay. What happened was that he doesn't like to tell you guys because he didn't want to tell you guys on the last one. But I think it's a cool thing. I think it's a good thing. Uh, when he was younger, he used to do like a fight club type thing in his garage. Like him and his stupid friends. Uh, sorry, I don't know your friends, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I like, figured that's what all stupid boys did growing up. Was some <laughs> did. Like when I was young, I remember we did WWF and we would really get down sometimes, you know, because some of the kids would be kind of rough. Mm -hmm. And so like that was our version of it. But like, you know, um, what's it called? You guys would do like boxing. Basically. Yeah, I mean, we'd go play basketball. Then we'd go play tackle football and then we'd go to the garage and put the gloves on, you know? Yeah. And, and my dad was a former boxer. So I had always had a, I, I had all the equipment in the garage. So I, f I always felt comfortable around boxing. I grew up around it. So I, it wasn't like fighting was a, so much a big deal to me going, yeah. going into all this. So I think that that's where the confusion happened. Because now I'm realizing as a comedian that uh, people don't com all come from that background, you know? Yeah. Some people like to talk shit. And as a comedian, I have to be able to take people talking shit. And that was not my fight to be had. He called the entire scene soft. He didn't call me personally soft. So for me to take offense to that, that's like me taking offense to a heckler or something. Yeah. It's a but let me move. tell you guys what this looked like on the outside. Like, to me, I felt like, okay, like, the, he's um, he's taking the match. Like, you're, you're down. You know what I mean? And so it seemed almost um, sportsmanly. So it's, it, that's <laughs> it, Like, that's the way it seemed. It seemed like somebody had put, like, had presented a challenge. Somebody was down to meet the challenge. And so I went to sleep feeling good about the challenge. You know what I mean? Like I like because I fell asleep. And then when I woke up, it had turned into this big, you know, situation that that's exactly what it when you went to sleep. It was just a sporting match, a boxing. Match, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I had agreed to fight Mike in a boxing match. And uh, but then as the night went on, uh I just started to get more pissed because of who I am. You know, I, start, yeah. I started to let things because fighting is not fun to me. You know, it's not it's not necessarily like a, a promotional type of thing. It's not like a YouTube thing. I never had fun fighting. Yeah, you know, it was always it was always like we were going to war. Um, and so I had a different perception going into it. And then honestly, Mike had messaged me throughout the night. He had messaged me his boxing video that he. You know, because he he had taped his boxing video. He had beat one of his friends in a boxing match out in San Diego, like you said. Um, and they're two palookas. Like the but beat is a very strong word, and that's not like me clowning or anything else. Like you know, I wouldn't be out there boxing like that in the first place. So I respect him making the effort. I respect the other guy making the effort. But at the same time, it wasn't like they had a good boxing match, you know, just on a technical level. I watch I watch a fair amount of combat sports, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know, but I'm friends with Freddie Korea. They have UFC at their house all the time. They're, like I run with that kind of crowd. All right. So if you watch my stories every once in a while, I'm with Chris Doran. We're watching. Uh, yeah. 
it it goes down uh, in my uh, when it comes to that. So anyway, uh, and so I'm down. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, but like I'm, but a beat is just a strong word. But <laughs> I'm down to like watch the sport of it. And I thought that's what it was. But he was what was happening was he was texting you, basically trying to psych you out. Yeah, and you're yes, he beat him, but. The person that he beat, they clearly found somebody that he could, somebody that he could beat, you know, somebody that they could throw in there. Uh, You know, I can't even remember the way it really went down. And we watched it. You were here when I watched it. But it was kind of uneventful. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it was so it's so confusing because he tried to psych me out with the video. uh But what what in turn he did, because like you said, anybody that has ever watched a boxing match, you know, you've watched boxing and UFC. Anybody that turns on that video and watches Mike fight for a minute can see that he doesn't know how to fight, you know? So at this point, it sounds like you feel double insulted now because now not only did he call you soft, like even though he didn't call you specifically soft, and believe me, we need to get that that's not... (laughs) That's not a real thing, you know what I mean? Like, like it's... but I see what you're saying, and I know how guys could think that way. So I'm saying, like, I get it. But then on the same time, you can't, like, let yourself actually think that's an acceptable thing to be mad at because it is comedy, and also it could have been sport. And, like, you know, the psyching you out part, I do get how you'd be, like, a little bit like, don't fucking waste my time. Like, you know what I mean? Let's just fight when we fight. Yeah. We already are supposed to set something up. It's a sport. Like, you know, let's just fucking do what we're doing for now. So then he hit you up and sent you a couple text messages. He sent me the video of the fight and he said, have you seen this? You know, I have I've fought before and I watched I watched the video. And this is where I'm a bully because I, wa- I watched the video and I'm a bully because as soon as I watched it, I knew. Okay, th- I don't even have to train for this. It's it would last thirty seconds. I'm I'm gonna hit him one time. He's gonna go down, and it's gonna be over. At, once I saw that video, I should have told him, you know what? I don't want to fight you anymore. It, it's just uh, it's not worth it because at that point I'm being a bully. I knew I knew he had a different pers- That's he got confused because he he won a fight with his friend, and he he got a big head, and he thought that. He could go around challenging people. Yeah. I should have left that alone. Uh, but, yeah, I saw the video. You weren't here for it. I became a bully. You weren't and I, here for it. And I was like, it. you know what? I'm just going to beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and I and once Yeah, because it did. It had a very, I'm a fuck you up. <laughs> well, okay, like you said, he had messaged me the video. Then he had messaged me and said, you know, do you know that I've been in the Navy? You okay. know, like 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 being in the military is some sort of like, you know, you can fight, you know, type. type but of also thing. you could think of it as he was trying to let you know you're disrespecting a vet. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he tried to cancel me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <Eventually. well>, yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, that yeah. It got it got messy, folks. It really spun out of control. But yeah, at that point, he was messaging me and trying to intimidate me. And then that's when you woke up. That's when everybody woke up to me. That night we had got into it, and uh, he was calling me at work, and I was messaging him. And by the time you had woken up, it was oh, I I need Mike live at my house at six a.m. so I can beat his ass. Like that that was my mentality. Yeah. So had you guys just had like a um, would you say it was just like basically a testosterone bath? For me, yeah, that's all. That's all anything growing up. But like both of you guys, you know what I mean? Because you guys were both getting into it. Because he was hitting you up, you were hitting him up, and then like you know, how did that go down? Like the succession of, because somebody called somebody a bunch of times first, and then was it responses in between, or was it like you got your phone and saw messages at once, or how did that even work? Were there messages? Was it what so was it? There were public. There were a bunch of public comments that everybody saw. Okay, and then you know, and it was just like oh we were both were threatening each other like oh i'm gonna beat your ass i'm gonna beat your ass and then it went private and, th- and went private in the messages and then that's when it got kind of weird where he was saying he was kind of trying to backpedal and saying hey you know why are you doing this you know why are you pick basically why are you picking on me and to me it was a mutual fight me, would you know. say it was going down in the dms it, it started to go down in the dms okay and, that, and that's when i got All pissed right. i'm like okay <laughs> 
Don't hide shit. <laughs> it's going public again. So I brought it publicly <laughs> again, you know, and uh, that that's when, you know, I, I message. I said, stop messaging me. Just show up at my house at 6 a.m. I gave my address. This sounds so stupid because I'm 30 something years old. I just feel so stupid saying this. Yeah. But, but then uh, you also yeah, you uh, you. Uh, so you're ready for an impromptu. Just so, yeah, so we bring were, it over. Yeah, so that, <laughs> at the, it, everything got accelerated. It's no longer a YouTube event. Come, come over to my house. We'll get it over with. Um, that's when he started to um, get kind of scared, you know. I think, and uh, he started to call me, and just kind of try to backpedal, and then it ended up being where I, you know, it escalated from there. I don't know if you want to pick it up. That, yeah, that, that's well, when I said the insult. What was happening from my end? Let me, let me, because that's a good way to do it. So then we can piece our stories together, you know, I, yeah. because it gives kind of like, because like I said, I was so out of it. Because um, like that's when my sleep schedule was pretty off. But well, yeah, I was pretty off because I woke up at like five or six in the morning. Yeah. And then me and you ended up like messaging or something. Yeah, we have the same schedule. So yeah, you were like the first person that I talked to about it. Yeah, and I think I sent you a text like, "What happened?" Because I had seen it. Because yeah, you saw it devolving on the like comedy board. I had seen your guys's, you know, that what you talked about, like the argument that you guys had in comments, and I was like, "Okay, what what did I miss?" You know, and then I ended up catching up with you, um, and then you, we were talking about it a bit, and so. Like, um, at that point, though, well, you didn't seem particularly mad at that point to me. At that point, you had already started to, in for that round, because it went into rounds. Yeah. Even though it didn't turn into a boxing match, it did go into rounds. Yeah. There's Um, episodes to this. Yeah, there could be. Yeah, well, there could be more than one, but I think we can I think we can get it out pretty good on this like in this hour. If I know me and getting unbothered, we'll be able to figure it out. But yeah, so it turned into a situation where you guys started uh so like I felt like by the time I talked to you at around 6 a.m., you were pretty chill about the situation, even though you still felt like he had a lot of nerve. Like that part really didn't leave you and still is kind of the way you see it in a lot of ways, right? Once he backed out, then I was like, okay, I win. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a stupid, immature person, so I wanted to win. So as soon as he said... No, he blocked me and he said, no, I don't want to fight you. Here's what happened. I called him at 6 a.m. on my friend's phone, Claire, on my friend Claire's phone. Claire he, Howley, you'll end up meeting her on an, on a future episode. Maybe we'll even get her side of this part. Which pisses me off, too. It's like, why are you calling my friend? Uh, because he didn't know that me, you know, me and Claire hang out all the time. We were literally hanging out at yeah. 6 a.m. So she, he had blocked me from everything and was talking shit to Claire. Mm-hmm. little did he know I was with Claire. So I said, Claire, give me your phone. And I called him on Claire's phone and I said, and he, and he answered and I go, ah, you thought this was Claire, didn't you motherfucker? And he go, and he go, and he goes, what? And you know, he's confused cause he was expecting Claire. And I'm like, why do you, why do you think Claire would call you at 6am? And then I just go, I go, where the fuck are you? Where, you know? And then he just hung up. I said, where the fuck? Cause I was at my house. I'm like, where are you? Why aren't you at my house? And he hung up and, once he hung up, I said, okay, I'm done. He's a bitch. Claire saw that he was a bitch. Uh, I have a witness. I'm done. And that's when it was at 6 a.m. I was, I think, I was okay, kind of so, settled so down. You, and then at this point, you thought it's done, whatever. And then when did you tell him the um, tell your kids their dad's a bitch? That was in the middle of the night when he was, he kept calling me and calling me while I was at work. Uh, my phone was going to die, so I just answered it. Because uh, from the outsider perspective, that just looked like when that happened, because I saw that happen, like him mentioning that. But he didn't actually say that, which I didn't really like him doing it that way. And he knows I didn't like him doing that way is because he made it sound to people like, you know. He had publicly posted after he had blocked me, he had publicly posted about me 
saying that I was talking about his kids. Is that yeah, what you're that you at? had said something real disrespectful about his kids, and if anybody wanted to know what it was, hit him in uh, direct message. Yeah, which I never saw that, but yeah, and I thought that was not a good way to do it from his point. And like I said, he knows this, uh, so it's not like. And nothing I'm saying is talking shit, because really I do like Michael Robertson. One day I'll tell you guys a story about when we were on the road together, and so I really do like him. But, you know, I saw this from the outside and I can see like, you know, just like I told Anthony that I thought he made a mistake in his perception of thinking that, you know, <clears throat> that he was calling him soft or taking it personally. The, these are the things that I would say to Michael Robertson and have said to him because we had a conversation backstage one night at L.A. Comedy Club. And I just let him know where I was at on it. You know, I did think he handled things the wrong way because, yeah, you know, like I like. It's like you said, it's cool if you want to set up a match or whatever, but the extra shit talking, not everybody's going to want to do that with you, especially yeah. like leading up. And I think he mistakenly got a little too, and maybe he just wanted to talk shit or like roast type thing. You know, a lot of these people see like that's the thing with roasting when everybody wants to roast each other. I always feel like, you know, the tradition of roasting actually is that we only roast the ones that we love. So if I don't love you and you don't love me, we're not roasting. That's just right. talking shit. Yeah. Don't fucking talk shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. I will. Yeah, I will get tired of you. And like, you know, but my thing is I just cut people off. You know, when I think people are stupid, like and I like, you know, I used to engage people more or whatever, but now I just cut them off. And I would recommend that for you, too. And if you see anything that like gets on your nerves like that, like somebody you, like you just have to remember that. You're actually going to be doing some stuff in comedy and I really do feel that way and that's why I'm cool with you and that's why I hang out with you and you know because I really do like your stand up and I like that's what impressed me about you like nothing else you know and in the shittiest spots when we were at uh, that uh, what's the thrift store place rebar rebar or at uh champagnes or any of the places we've seen each other have been like shitty circumstances and he always writes well and he always like you know has actual jokes and it's you know and i just realized my shot is off god damn it anyway <laughs> you know you guys okay let me let me level with you guys just really quick and give you a quick break on what's going on with me i was completely sober for over 100 days right now <laughs> i smoked a little bit of weed but that's been happening for like three days now after the 100 days or whatever and i'll count how many days it was but it was well over the 90 so nobody tell me shit i'm gonna go on another 90 day no smoking no nothing no smoking weed nothing i because i want to but, you know, I also like wanted to make sure that I actually hate it. And I think in another 90 days, I'll take another couple of days and make sure that I really hate it again. And that's just the way this cycle will go. But um, so. <laughs> Are you well, not having a good time right now? Huh? Are you not having a good time right oh, now? Oh, yeah, I'm having a very good time. But I'm just <laughs> making sure everybody knows because like my audience does know that I've been sober. You know, so I also want to let them know. And right now I'm being spacey. And also like, you know. Also, the thing is, like, I really am. I try to be careful about how I talk about all this stuff because I do like both of you guys a lot, you yeah. know. And so I try to be aware of what I'm saying and not, you know. And I also know that you're over it, like a hundred percent over it, and it's not like a thing where you're trying to talk shit. So I don't want it to come off that way either, you know. And so, like, uh, like, so you know, I try to like. Uh, think about things that way because that's one of the things that I don't like that ha that came from it and I told Michael Robertson this too like when you guys are in the DMs and then people are saying like you know you might not get work if you hang out with this particular person or that kind of thing like you guys nobody should be doing that in my opinion you know like it, that shouldn't happen yeah there there's a lot of shitty things leading up to it but like you said I I'm definitely 100% over it and over any drama in the future. I just, I really just want to write and do comedy. And I don't give a fuck about these people enough to really get into it with anybody like that. So, yeah, because they had, uh, they had a break. And the thing was, I wanted to have Anthony do this show with me. It was when I was doing Stupid Town for Gooch, Brandon Hahn. And Gooch has been my friend for a long time. And he mentioned that he wanted me to, I was in. Colorado Springs 
And Gooch hit me up and asked me if I wanted to headline Stupid Town, which is his show that happens on Friday nights at midnight. So I said yes, and I asked if Anthony could, uh, what's it called? Um, Guesty. Yeah, if Anthony could do a guest set. And so Gooch said absolutely not or something that was very definite like that. You know what I mean? And then I talked to Gooch and I let him know that I like Anthony and, uh, you know, that I thought that he got a bad because, you know, he had Gooch wasn't in support of the way Anthony handled the Michael Robertson situation. And so I was trying to diffuse that because I know Anthony's will actually treat it with respect and do what he's supposed to do. And I know Gooch is a good guy, and, you know, we were all young once, so people sometimes get into it, you know? It gets a little bit shitty sometimes. But we all know how that stuff goes. So um, I told Anthony to go down and talk to Gooch because, you know, I had talked to Gooch and smoothed it over kind of, and he was like, you know what? I will have him on. And there was a part of this that I really... Didn't appreciate, but then at the same time, I could understand the way that it went down. And so anyway, here's the long story short of it. I send Anthony over to go talk to Gooch. Uh, Anthony talks with Gooch. Gooch at a point wants to negotiate just a complete truce between Michael Robertson and Anthony. And so Gooch asked Anthony if he'd be open to shaking hands with Mike Robertson and just bearing it. And you were completely cool with that. But then when Gooch went to ask Michael, uh, Michael said that he wasn't comfortable with that because something like... Um, because I was talking about his kids. So yeah, and then he told Gooch that you don't have kids, you wouldn't understand. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Which again makes it sound like it's more than... Because what you actually said was, for the record... Don't... Let me... I'm for, I... It's... What did I say? You, you uh, don't tell when you tell your kids, tell your kids daddy's a bitch. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, tell your kids daddy's a bitch. Tell your kids daddy's a bitch. That's all I said. Yeah, which is a real shit talk thing to say, but once you guys are in the realm of shit talking, it's shit talking. But you know I, what I mean? And like, also, I'm smart enough to, or, you know, I just had, I, I knew not to actually say anything about his kids. First of all, I wouldn't say anything about anybody's kids. I don't care about kids. I don't care about his kids. Yeah. And I, you know what? And if, and if, uh, and if shit got too real, I would talk about his kids just to piss him off. I don't care. When we're talking about words and all that, I don't, uh, you know, that it kind of pissed me off that everybody got out of control with what we, what was just what was just said. Nothing actually happened. It was just said, and then he, you know, it it wasn't the right thing. You know, he didn't he spun it to where it was something that was more dramatic than it was, you know. And but at the end of the day, yeah, like I didn't talk about his kids, but yeah, I don't care. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've I've talked about people's kids. You know what I mean? I'm not going to act like I haven't done that. I've done everything. I've fat shamed. I've talked about kids. I've been racially insensitive. I've done everything. So I get it. Yeah, sometimes you just fucking, we're already at the point of talking shit and we're disrespecting each other, so let's disrespect each other. I just wanted him to fight me at the certain, because I was so out of control at the time. I was like, what can I say that this dude's going to fuck? fight me and, and you, you guys had been going at it overnight like so it was a long time you said your phone went dead yeah so that's when that's why my phone had died but it, i had got that line out before my phone died. yeah that was on the phone yeah but that's a lot of interaction <sighs> for a phone to die yeah yeah so and it was just a lot of shit talking that was like I just kept telling him, no, I just want to fight you. I just want to fight you. And he just kept, like, talking and talking. And then that's when I said, tell your kids daddy's a bitch. And then he he became very pissed off at that. And But then, he, yeah, like you said, going back to the Gooch, um, he just used it. He just used it so weird. Yeah, so he refused the handshake. And uh, then, so what happened was... You know, Anthony just has to accept that because he's not going to give a handshake. He's not going to give a handshake. There's no way you can force that. And then, like, two nights later. The night after. Yeah, like, yeah. Was it the night after? It was, it was, it was basically, no, it was like the two days later. Yeah, because it was Monday. Yeah. Like, this happened Friday night, late night, where he refused the handshake. And then this was Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday yeah, because it was 
18 been where it happened. It right? was like the first mic back from the okay. week from the weekend shows. Yeah. So um, they uh, got well. What happened was Anthony thought he was gonna be able to control himself. I, I think. didn't. I didn't expect Mike to necessarily be there at the because Mike doesn't go to a lot of mics. Yeah. You know so. I've seen him at Mike maybe a handful of times in my two years of being here. So I didn't, I j- it, he was not in my mind at all. Yeah. And then he, he showed up to 18 pin and I just didn't expect him to be there. Yeah. And like he had one of those moments and I had one of those moments myself. So I'm not going to act like I don't understand, but he like, you at first didn't think you were going to lose it. And then there was a point where you were like, Claire, I need you to record this. <laughs> like it was, it was like at first you thought you were, did you think you were just going to be like nothing about it and not at all feel it? Here, I and told your I, anger built. When I told Claire to record it, I wasn't expecting to go up there saying anything about Mike live. I had forgot that I told Claire to record it. Oh, so you thought you were just going to get your set recorded. Yeah, I had told Claire to record it before he had got there. And I okay. Go, Claire, can you record my set tonight? And then he had got there, and then I forgot about Claire recording the set. And, yeah, I started to see red or whatever. And, yeah, I started to boil, basically. And I was – no, I was not – I was going to do my set and I was not expecting to go up there and say anything about my. Yeah. You thought you were going to control yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you got on, you were like, no, this well, he, I didn't expect him to sit front row either. So I don't know. So did you feel like he was antagonizing you by sitting front row? I felt like it was. Did it have an antagonist? And he was with friends or a friend. He was with Spiro. Okay. And they both knew the situation. I, I just felt like it was some sort of like a yeah, like you don't, mean girl move. Yeah. Why are you sitting front row? You know that this had just happened. Move the fuck back. Have some respect for. I don't know. You know. It, yeah. It, no, I can see what you're saying. He yeah, can do yeah, what yeah. A, he can do whatever he wants. We're at an open mic, but it made me feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Like it's forcing an issue. I could see what you're saying. Yeah, like he was so close that I would have heckled anybody. Sitting I could close. see how he wouldn't be thinking about that if he's just not thinking about it. But also I can see what you're saying, too. You know what I mean? Like, because I can see, like, it's also an awkward situation to have happen because in a way it's almost like he has to punk out to, like, and I'm just talking from, like, outside. You know what I mean? That's why it got so crazy because I think that at a certain point he was like, oh, shit, I either got to punk out or I got to fight this guy. And he was stuck in between of like, what do I do while I was 100 percent just ready to fight? You know, so he had no out. He either had to embarrass himself or he had to get into a fight. But see, that's why I don't think he would have tried to punk you out on that one. I think it was an accident or you know what I mean? Like maybe he just wasn't thinking about it or he brain farted and didn't know how to handle it. Because sometimes if you're put in an awkward situation like that, you don't really know what the the proper way is to handle that. You know what I mean? Because you're like, yeah, I can see how like he maybe like might have just really not known how to handle that at that point, like it not come from a malicious place. I don't think he, he wasn't going to do anything. He wasn't threatening at all. At oh, a, well, for sure. Yeah. At yeah. 18 Ben. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be funky at all. I don't think. Yeah. yeah I think. But he for just me, for me in that situation, I would have moved back if I was him. Yeah. You know, if it was reversed, I would have not been front row at his set that night. Yeah. And you were also um, pretty over it by that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like mad, like just like, yeah, fuck this. And so you he got on and um he said all of us at the LA Comedy Club are <laughs> hacks. <laughs> he said he said every comedian at the LA Comedy Club is a fucking hack anyway. And do you want to know what comedian was headlining the eight o'clock show all that week? Thank you very much. <laughs> And I went to go eat with this asshole at the fucking Applebee's. And I showed eagerly showed him the video. Yeah, our neighborhood <laughs> bar. Our, neighbor, our neighborhood Applebee's. And he sa- shows me this video, and it's <laughs> him calling me a hack. 
And I thought it was so funny that everybody was so offended by that. And I'm like, you guys, I'm the one headlining. If anybody should be offended, it's me. What are you guys offended about? And I really did feel like a lot of people did overreact to that in a way, even though I know that like the comics get skittish. That's the thing about comedians. They're very skittish, even though they'll puff out their chest and stuff like that. Somebody gets hit and everybody gets like, oh, and that's the silver lining of this whole story. Thank goodness you're headlining because. I had said that and you were there to be like, wait, I'm headlining. He's not he's not really talking shit on L.A. Comedy Club. Yeah, well, we were laughing at Applebee's about it because I was like, you got I'm headlining. And then he also said Butch Bradley, which I'll put Butch Bradley's link for his uh, video down. In the, if anybody wants it, get the fucking it's good. It's fun. And yeah, Butch Bradley. He mentioned Butch Bradley was the only comedian that wasn't a hack. Right. Yeah. Did you say only, Butch Bradley. Yeah. The only comedian worth anything at L.A. Comedy Club is Butch Bradley. Bradley, all right. (laughs) Come over to my house talking shit. We're in my apartment right now. I pay rent here, and I'm getting rad in my own place. Like, okay. Here's where that. Here's where the. I should have never talked. It's obviously I should have never talked. I mean, I agree. Butch is good. I even said that. (laughs) But like, the only worth anything. That seems a little unfair. It (laughs) seems a little unfair. That's Spiro's fault because if Mike was sitting with Spiro and they're both, you know, L.A. Comedy Club openers. So, you know, I felt like that's the thing I should attack. You've attacked a lot of people. You you came for a lot of us on that one. Yeah, there's a lot of shrapnel. (laughs) Jay Reed. (laughs) I threw a grenade and it landed where it landed. Yeah, I did just kind of (laughs) shit on people. But yeah, if. I, I just wish I never said anything about Ali Collin Club. Whatever. I just, you know, it's all regret at this point. But also it's, uh, hey. Well, I'm, that's where I feel like the other comics that are reacting to it negatively are being like you were when you took the soft comment. You know what I mean? Like they're mean? intercepting that and you don't have to intercept that because like you were just talking shit. Really, it meant nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You were just saying it to get under their skin because they both work L.A. Comedy Club. And you were just so it was I get it, you know, I get it. But I don't think like anybody that's taking that seriously, that's, you know, a working comic should be taking that seriously because it's not, you know, it either fits or it doesn't. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, uh, I'm not where I'm not looking to stop in Las Vegas doing comedy. You know, I'm looking to go other places you know figure it out on the road and everything and i'm not worried like you said i'm not worried about the people that have like a negative opinion on it because hey we've all you know guess what i had a meltdown i i I had i had egg on my face i'm willing to admit it i moved past it um and yeah anybody that's trying to hold me back isn't really worth anything at this point and even like uh yeah anybody you know even yeah, Gucci you definitely anything. don't want to hold yourself back. Right. I'm not I don't want to hold myself back from anybody, but also I'm not scared of anybody that has any negative opinion about it. It it, it is what it was, you know, if I wish Gucci, you know, I wish we were cool, you know, but it, it is what it is with that too, you know. I'm not worried about anybody named Gooch or anybody else. So, <laughs> all right. No, that's enough. Are we going to have to cut that? It's Brandon. <laughs> And I'll have you know, Brandon is my very good friend, long time, I'm years sure, and years. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm I sure know, guy. I know. It, like, but also, I'm not worried about anybody named. Yeah, me. but you know, <laughs> well, you, and you can't be like that's the unfortunate thing about the way all this works, is you can't be too worried about people because yeah. it just doesn't work. That we're gonna fuck up. Like that's why I don't ask my friends to take on my battles. You know what I mean? Like. I don't consider it a thing of loyalty at all if you're talking to somebody that I don't get along no, with. No, no. You neither. know what I mean? Like, I'd prefer you not bring them over to me, no. you know, like, but, like, as far as, like, oh, don't talk to him because we had this thing. You're going to have the people that you get along with in your path, and I'm going to have the people that I get along with in my path, and some some of those are going to intersect, and some of them are not, you know, and it's not, like, a thing. Like, me and Chris Storen are best friends. And I never, we never have those kinds of situations, mm-hmm. you know, where I expect him not to talk to people. Talk to who you talk to. Totally they don't agree. fuck you over. And so, like, you know, I get what you're saying. Like, your experience with Gooch is one thing and my relationship is another. And so I get what you're saying when you're like, you know, yeah, maybe 
somebody has opinions about me fucking up in a way, but that's just going to have to be their problem because it is what it is. And I can't, I'm not going to quit doing comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Like what's the other option? Yeah, He's going to have to see my face. If he doesn't like my face, he's going to have to see it. Yeah. And you can figure out how to be cool. And that's why I tell a lot of people like, you know, with the other working comics or the people that you know, that are going to actually be in this for life or have a good chance of being in it for life. At some point you might as well just, even if you choose not to hang out with them, talk to them or whatever, you might as well, bury it to the best that it can be buried and be cool with each other for as much as you can because you're just going to be seeing each other forever and i have my hand reached out with for gooch for mike Light. anybody that wants to shake my hand and get over it my hand is reached out and ready to shake their hand i'm moving past it we, it's all about comedy baby yeah no i feel that same way with the people that i've gotten into it you know like i said like i did the bobby wayne episode or not episode but you know i mentioned it on the last episode like what our interaction was after he finally saw me after however long yeah and i didn't <laughs> respect the way he handled it and but like you know if he had like you know put out his hand to shake hands at that point and was like you know whatever it was a misunderstanding between friends or whatever like that then you know i would have been cool yeah you know i definitely would have been or he, like you know and he doesn't even have or didn't wouldn't even even had to apologize you know i wouldn't expect him to like bow down or anything but just fucking be cool because like you know even if you think i fucked up you have to accept that you fucked up too and that's the way I feel with you and Mike's situation and, you know, even the Gooch situation. Like, you know, things just didn't get handled in the best way from any of the parties involved, in my opinion. And that's just the way I really feel about it from an outsider, from hearing you, from hearing them. Because I've talked to every single person involved with all of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, because I know Gooch probably felt disrespected by you saying all the L.A. comedy club comics were hacks yep. you know i'm sure that's part of what bothered him but he shouldn't feel bothered by that because you know if it doesn't fit you it doesn't fit you you know yeah. so you shouldn't be mad exactly yeah and i and i wasn't talking to gooch i didn't <laughs> you feel, know i wasn't talking yeah, to I didn't gooch feel when i said i wasn't talking to like i said i was headlining the you know i felt nothing about i laughed you saw me i did fucking give you the clutch my pearls like you know <laughs> we're all hacks and yeah. then i we were just eating breadsticks and acting stupid and i got it i wasn't and and here's another thing like first of all i want i want to be able to pr i want to be able to go freely anywhere i want to go in vegas when it comes to comedy I want to be able to go to L.A. comedy clubs. So for me, me stepping on their toes was the wrong move. And f and Mike Live, I want him to be able to go freely wherever he wants to go in comedy. So I don't want him to be intimidated by me or think that he can't go to a mic because of me. Please, it's it's a better world when we can all roam freely. So please forget about it and let's just move on. <laughs> I need your word. <laughs> I need your word, Anthony. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see because I wasn't bad, but I was a little disappointed when things ended up where they had because I had had the whole conversation with Gooch yeah. trying to smooth that over, and then this guy makes himself look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> That I felt bad that and that's I felt more regret about that than actually the fight situation was that Ty had stood up for me and tried to give me a guest spot somewhere and I kind of shitted on that the next night by uh, talking about the club and that that was again it was just completely unrelated but it was coincidence and it all happened on one night and I'm sorry oh yeah well I was a little <laughs> like I was a little annoyed about that but yeah. not at all mad and not anything because i would have discussed it with you if i felt something you know what i mean i'm like well i didn't no but i mean i apologize i apologize to you a few times about yeah that. Like, yeah i, I do I, I do feel yeah and i know it was not professional yeah you know, it was just not professional yeah and that's true and and that's why and also because you just owned it right away you know what i mean like it's not something i had to bring to you like you were like, look, I, <laughs> I know that that wasn't the most professional <laughs> or like, so it's, it's not even a thing, yeah. you know, like for me at all. But at the same time, I would just like to make sure that you do learn your lessons from it and like just continue 
to think about things the way you're thinking about them and don't let anybody get in your head and try to be like, you know, no, but you should be mad at him because of this. There's no reason for you at any point yeah. moving forward to feel anything negative towards him. You know, because like, you know, like whatever his situation is, like, you know, that it really was kind of a misunderstanding on both parts. Mm -hmm. You know, like he he thought the challenge was fun. Then he took it past the line and you didn't think it was fun anymore. And then and you, I took it past the line. And yeah. And then like, you know, but there were definitely points where both of you guys kind of put down boundaries and then the other one just mowed down the person's boundary yeah. and was like, you know, well, now I'm going to do this. And so it just escalated to the point that it did. And then uh, but now like you are over it. Yeah, I mean, now, like, you know, coming into the episode, I was a little bit bothered. Yeah. But now I feel very unbothered. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> It'll happen. It gets unbothered around here because, you know, once you talk about it and once you really think about it, then it's usually like, you know, yeah, does it really matter? Is it worth holding up my entire comedy career over these little, like, not even battles that don't matter? And I did so many of those when I was younger, like, you know what I mean, where I felt like they were beneficial in some ways at certain points, but then you learn to be more sparing with it because, like, a lot of it doesn't matter. And a lot of the people, and I'm not saying this about Mike, but just, like, a lot of the people that you'll find that you would get into it online with um, – are people that aren't going to be do com doing comedy forever. And so you really, in a lot of cases, you end up letting them clutter your path, and it's like they're not even an issue. They're not going to be an issue. So they don't care if they, fuck, they clutter their path. Technically, you can be right, but they've made you look bad to a certain segment, and so now, in a way, they won because it'll slow you down. You yeah. know what I mean? Which this did, you know, it did slow me down for a couple months, I felt. At least in my head, it did. No, nah, it didn't. And it <laughs> won't. And it really won't, won't. Yeah. But, like, over time, you know what I mean? It's like anything else. If you got a good fire going, you throw a fucking stick in, nobody's going to fucking notice. But if you start to, like, put way too much shit in your fire, then it'll start to suffocate the flame a little bit, and it'll take a minute for you to get back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't turn it into a regular thing as just a one-off and that's it, you know, yeah. like there's worse things you could have done. That's what it, it's a one-off. Yeah. yeah, and so just don't let it happen again and, you know, like I I like I said, I think you're funny, I think you're talented, I think you're a good writer and I'm I had Anthony help me and Chris Doran with the video that we did for uh Big Trouble in Little in Little Atlanta. <laughs> in Little Atlanta. Big Trouble in Little Atlanta was the name what I named that video. I thought it was Little America, no? No, Little oh, Atlanta. <laughs> so it's like Big Trouble in Little China, but <laughs> Big Trouble in Little Atlanta. <laughs> Chris Doran, that's that's his stupidity. <laughs> and then oh, he designed uh, the Oh, love you long time. I, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Robert Aaron, love you long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, you know, I think you'll be fine. I don't think you have anything to worry about, but just I'd be more aware in the future of what I'm doing and not get in my own way. It was a lesson for me. Yeah. So, okay. So if people want to get a hold of you, where should they go? Uh, just any social media platform, type in Anthony Victorson, and it should bring you to my profile. Okay, and your what what platforms are you on? Your Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Okay. Type, type in my name. Which one are you most active on, would you say? Twitter, but Twitter, is, if you, Twitter is like I just go wild and say whatever the fuck I want. So if you just want to see like random rants and you don't get offended by anything, follow me on Twitter. So yeah, if you want to get a hold of Anthony Victorson, Anthony Victorson, any one of those platforms, Twitter's where he's really hot, Facebook, he's there, Instagram, meh. If you want to see a photo of me with a mic, then go to Facebook or Instagram. But if you want to see... The mind, the crazy mind of a new comic. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you can be kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when it's 3 a.m. and I can't sleep. I know I'm nuts, too, on the fucking socials. I know I'm like a lot, you know, <laughs> but 
That's why a warning with my Twitter. Follow me with the advisory. Well, if they're paying attention to this podcast, they're ready for whatever. Yeah, yeah. they need the worst of you, you know, because like people have seen my the Twitter is the worst jokes, of me. Yeah, so <laughs> Twitter is specifically just search Anthony Victorson on Twitter and they'll get you. Yeah, they should. Okay, yeah. so that's where to find him, you guys. So anyway, uh, and if Mike Live, Mike, uh, you see, I never call him Mike Live, but you guys always say Mike Live, and now you got in my head with the Mike Live. Well, <laughs> if Mike Robertson wants to come on Unbothered, wa- would like to come on Unbothered, I'm welcome to having you, Mike Robertson. I just don't know if you do podcasts and if you like chatting about stuff like that or you feel that's personal or whatever. I don't know what anybody thinks about anything. You know, I really want to pretend that I get people, but I don't. You know, and that's a character flaw. That's something I'm learning to work around, if not work with, or however that naturally plays out. That's the way it's going to play out. I want you guys to know that Anthony's side or where we're going to have the guest is not completely the way it's going to look. We were just working on it a little bit today, and me and Chris Storen have other stuff going and like figuring out like better things for editing and sound, you know, everything. We're just figuring it out. So I appreciate you guys being patient with us, but, um, you know, it, you just have to remind yourself every once in a while that life is what it is, and every once in a while you're going to get into it with people, and there's going to be shit. And um, I'm trying to wrap this up because really the point of it all is whatever you do, just stay unbothered. <laughs>